0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. We're in the middle of a, a, a five-part series on the book of Philippians called Shine Like Stars. And uh, So don't worry if you've not seen the rest, you've not heard the rest of the uh, messages. They are on the website www.life-cc.org and look at the resources section. And also I'll be doing a little bit of a recap as well. And uh, in this, in the whole book of the Philippians, um, the Apostle Paul says, S- "Shine like stars." He encourages that we are citizens of heaven if we're a Christian, and he says, basically, you know, the whole premise of this series, "Shine like stars," is well, how do we if we are Citizens of Heaven as Christians, how do we make a difference in the world where we live? How do we live out the the Christian principles? How do we follow Jesus' examples? How do we think, act and speak differently in the world around us? And in our first week, I spoke about um, the fact that, you know, sometimes when we start something, it's exciting, it's brand new, it's great. But halfway through, it can become challenges or setbacks. How do we keep going when the going gets tough? Last week, Chris did a fantastic message unpacking a bit more of the background of Philippians. I'm going to continue with part three um, today. Uh, but the book of Philippians is written by the Apostle Paul. Paul is, um, he, he came to faith after Jesus had died and resurrected from the dead. And Paul wrote about half of the, the New Testament. Um, Paul wrote the book of Philippians. Philippi is in what is today uh, northern, northeastern Greece it was Macedonia at the time and Philippi was named after he who's heard of um, Alexander the Great so his dad um, Philip, was, uh, the town was named after him and it was the first uh, European town um, to be planted a church so there's a lot happening and Paul wrote, writes this letter it's a letter to the church in Philippians he's writing it from Rome he's in prison in Rome and he's writing it about AD 62. And the purpose of this letter is to say thank you for a gift. Um, they'd sent a gift, he's a missionary, Paul is. He sent a gift to him, and it's helped him. They've supported him in his in his mission. Um, he's also writing, is this is it me or is this really loud? Is that okay? Okay, great. He's also writing to say to find out the condition of the church. And he's also heard that there's a few it, bit of, bit of uh, uh, disunity is happening, and, he, and his heart is for the, the people of Philippi. He wants them to be great and going forward in their faith, and he's heard different things that are happening. So that's a little bit of an introduction to Philippians. Um, but I've got a question for you. Who's ever watched Jeremy Kyle? Come on, a bit of honesty in the house this morning. Jeremy Kyle, or Judge Rinder? Oh, some groans, <laughs> I mean, or Judge Rinder doing uh, dancing on a Saturday night. Um, or, or Jeremy... Or Jerry Springer was the original, I think. Or Jer- Jerry, Jerry. OK, so these, these TV programmes, if you haven't seen them, um, where have you been? But basically, they're where people go on this chat, this talk TV. Um, it's a bit like therapy counselling, but in front of a live studio audience and the nation, or nations of the world. And they're going in there, they've been wronged, and you know they've been wronged because they strut their stuff on the stage, chest out, (laughs) pointing the finger, you know, and they're they're there to sort of um, (laughs) grieve and air their their, their differences and their grievances. But uh, if I was to ask you, then don't put your hand up for this, have you ever been wronged? Have you ever fallen out with someone? Has ever someone spoken badly about you? Has anyone ever treated you badly in life? I'm sure many of our hands would go up today, if not all of our hands. It's something that happens in our life. And in that, how are we meant to respond? Because automatically, if you're like me, I'm being honest this morning, if you're like me, um, I want to get my own back. Yeah? If someone's wronged me, (laughs) I want to get my own back, you know? Um, And maybe in our marriages, yeah, we fall out, don't we? Believe it or not, this morning, it's a bit bit of gossip for you all. But Leanne and I, we do disagree sometimes. And we also argue. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, you've heard it now. As do, let's be honest, every other couple. Yep, yeah, it's, it's human nature. It's what happens. But how do we get through when we disagree, when we don't see eye to eye? Maybe you've got a friend who's let you down. Maybe in the past. Maybe you've not spoken to them since. But how are we meant to respond when things go tough? Maybe you've got a neighbour. Maybe you've got, excuse the expression, neighbour from hell, and they play their music loudly all through the night, uh, have wild parties. You try to speak to them about turning it down because you've got young children and they're not listening to you. How do you deal with those situations? And it's difficult. When there's sometimes arguments or things don't go according to plan, what what are we meant to do? And the great thing is the Bible has got some... Um, help for us and certainly in the book of Philippians. We've looked at chapter one, we looked at chapter two and today I'm going through some of the characters of Philippians that we find. Paul himself who wrote it, we're looking at Epaphroditus, we're looking at Timothy and we're looking at um, a couple called Euodia and Sintika and we're going to look at what we can learn from these characters that are written whose names appear in this letter and what. They did or did, didn't do that were right, and what we can learn 2,000 years later. Because the Bible, although we're talking in a different context today, we're talking in the context of IT and all this technology, human nature hasn't changed. People have fallen out, disagreed, had fights throughout history. It's, it's human nature. But what are we meant to do? And particularly, maybe as Christians here today, how are we meant to respond? And if we're not here as a Christian today, well, what is the right thing to do? So we can be looking at that. So if you've got your Bibles, today I do apologise, we haven't got a PowerPoint on the screen. But if you've got your Bible, and if you're listening on the podcast today, welcome. We're just going to start by looking at Philippians chapter 2, and uh, verses 5 to 11. I'm just going to read this out loud, so if you haven't got it, that's fine. If you've got it on your phone or or tablet, look at it on there. So Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. And this is where Chris led us to last week. And and Paul writes this. He writes a famous hymn, as it was in in this letter. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Wow. And, and in that well known hymn that Paul is referring to here, he's saying that, you know, we've got God. God came to planet Earth. He became a man. He didn't just become a man, he identified with the things that you and I go through. And he also died. Not just any death, but he died the death of a crucifixion. And then Paul continues. Verse 9, therefore, God has highly exalted him, that's Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God, the Father. And just to continue where Chris left left off last week, I guess the start of that little hymn in in chapter 2 is there, says this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. If you like, let's think like Jesus. Let's think like Jesus. Or WWJD, what would Jesus do? Or what would Jesus think? When we're in a situation, and we find ourselves, well, how am I meant to respond? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus think? How would Jesus respond? Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus. And we're not here, if we're not a Christian here today, we well, Maybe we can find out, what would Jesus have done? If Jesus was this great teacher, if he modelled a way, and maybe if he is the son of God, or maybe if he isn't, I'm undecided. What am I meant to do in a difficult time and challenging relationships? So we're going to look at our our characters now. And we're going to look in um, chapter 2, verses 19 to 30. And we've got our first character, which is Timothy. So I'm just going to read this and and stop. So how are we meant to think about this big idea there today? And this big idea is this, if your pathway leads to disagreement, take the high road. If your pathway leads to disagreement, take the high road. So what does that high road look like? What does it look like for us um, today, maybe 2,000 years later from the writing of this letter? And here Paul writes the following, But I trust in the Lord to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state writing to this Philippian church. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. just going to pause it there. Wow. So here Paul is writing. I'm going to send you Timothy. I'm in prison at the moment, okay? But I've got no one around me who's like-minded. And if I send to you Timothy, I'm going to be alone. But do you know what? I really, really want to know how you are. This is before the age of the mobile phone and the internet. They had to send people physically to find out and to, find, and to talk with people face to face, then come back and send out word. It was a dangerous journey. But he was wanted to know how this Philippine church was getting on. Have you got people in your life that just want to know how you're doing? Yeah? Who so care about you and your well-being, your state, that are asking, how are you? How things go. And this was Paul's heart to this church, this group of believers in Philippi. And he was willing to be alone in prison to find out the state of the church. Verse 22 But you know his proven character. This is Timothy. That as a son and his father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. Like I said before, Paul's writing this letter. He doesn't know whether he's going to live or die. He's in Rome. He's in a Roman. Well, he's in his own. Is under house arrest. He doesn't know whether he's going to live or die. He thinks he's going to live. and He's going to be fine, but he's going to see how it goes, and he's going to send Timothy shortly. Can't you hear the attitude of Paul? One of just a servanthood. One of selflessness. In the society where we live today, where it's about my name's Jimmy, gimme, gimme, gimme. Where if we're all honest. Our world will look inward. But here's someone who struggles with selfishness as well. But Paul is fighting against selfishness saying, I'm going to look outward. I'm going to look outward and I'm going to send my dear assistant, Timothy, to you. Timothy who's served with him, who's helped him practically as he's done missionary duties. And he he just loves this church. Things that we can learn from Timothy. Wow, well, his great character, it's proven character. Do you know, it, it doesn't care. It doesn't, it's not about what we say, it's not about our words. You've heard it said before that actions speak louder than words, don't they? Actions speak louder than words. I can give a lovely uh, talk to you this morning, but it means nothing if in the private, in the quiet, where no one sees me and what I'm doing and my character, it's just like words. character shines through and here we've got the character of Timothy and the character of Paul absolutely shining through when life is tough when you're in disagreement it's about serving other people still keep serving keep it still keep serving and then in verse 25 we've, we hear another character called Epaphroditus, excuse these names, they're not Tom and John, but Epaphroditus and Paul writes, yet I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, I'll pause it there, we don't know much about this guy called Epaphroditus, only that's what's said in the book of Acts and in this short passage in Philippians, but Paul continues, he's my brother, my fellow worker and a fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. So what we do know about Paphroditus, he did go, he was like a messenger to the, to the Philippians. He did go to them. He was actually a Philippian himself from the town of Philippi. He did go to them and come back to Paul and send word of how um, the church was doing and also brought with him in his last journey some money to help Paul, Paul who was relying on, on, on gifts. Verse 26, Since he was longing for you all, And was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death. But God had mercy on him. And not only on him but also on me also. Lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. So here we've got Epaphroditus. And he's heard that the the church in Philippi have heard that he's sick. Now he can't just like I've said earlier pick up the phone and say I'm not sick. I'm fine. I'm fine now. I'm well. He's distressed now because there's a heart connection. Can you feel it? A heart connection there with the church there. And so he wants to go there and uh, and, um, tell them, I'm, I'm okay, I'm fine. So Paul writes, Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord, and all gladness, and hold such men in esteem. Because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me." There's a couple of things there we, we can pick up. We've got Epaphroditus, who's um, he's a Philippian. Okay. And we've got Paul, who's a Jew and also a Roman citizen. But we've got two people who have differences, but are working together. Isn't that amazing? I love the, the differences in this church. I love the diversity of this church, the different cultures, backgrounds, nationalities. And that's something that we can celebrate, our diversity. But never look on... The difference. Look on what we have in common. That we are people. <laughs> we are people. Men and women just try to do life. We're not perfect. But we can be united. Yes, we can be united. And here, uh, Paul is, is united with this guy called Epaphroditus. United even in their in their differences. And also at the end of that, he says... Esteem these people, regard these people highly, look out for these people, honour these people. I'm going to say something about that in a few moments. So we've heard from Timothy, Epaphroditus, and just in closing, we're going to hear two more characters in chapter 4 and verses 2 to 3. So Philippians chapter 4 verses 2 to 3. This is Paul continuing his letter. And we've got two more names. We've got Euodia and Syntyche. And Paul writes, I implore, means I beseech, I urge, strongly urge, Eurodia, and I implore Sintika to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who laboured with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose name are in the book of life. Now we don't know much about these women. We know that these these two women were probably leaders in the in the in the, in the church of, of, of Philippi. Probably house group leaders, we're not sure. But women of authority, women of regard. But something's gone into the relationship where they are at loggerheads. They're at disagreement. And if you like, Paul's writing, I urge you, I beseech you, Syntyche. I beseech you, Eurodia. He's like talking to them face to face if he could. Come on. And his words are, be of the same mind in the Lord. It's like Paul was saying, see the bigger picture. See the bigger picture. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to, to not be at, at the same mind with each other, but be at the same mind in Jesus. And if we're a Christian here today, that message goes to us today. It's okay to disagree, but we can still be in agreement in God. Yeah, we can still be in agreement with God. If like, Paul's urging, you no, know, keep the relationship. Keep the relationship above everything else. If someone wrongs you, if you disagree about something, agree to disagree, but move on in Christ Jesus. Keep the relationship, because relationships are so important. Relationships are, are what everything hangs on. Keep the relationship. See the bigger picture. So what can we learn from these four different characters, or well, five different characters this morning? Remember this point, if, if your pathway leads to disagreement, take the high road. So, to take the high road this morning, I want you to sue other people. Okay? To take the high road this morning, I want you to sue other people. What do you mean, Dave? Sue, S-U-E. Sue, S. I want you to serve other people. There's power in service. There's power in serving. There's power in just giving to other people. Giving of yourself, of your substance, of your time, of your energies to other people. To a cause greater than yourself. Because Jesus says, give your life away. Give your life away. Serve. And do you know what? Sometimes what happens when we have fallouts and intentions and, and things happen to us or bad stuff happens to us, we might want to have a bit of a pity party. yeah. But something happens when we decide, well, I'm going to, even though I'm hurting, even though I'm going through a difficult time, I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve other people. And if we're a Christian here today, I'm going to serve God by serving other people. Then it unlocks something within us. It causes that, that draw to be selfish intends us to be more selfless and more like Jesus. Jesus, who we heard in chapter 2, who took the form of a servant. And do you know what? One of the words here that's used in this passage, the Greek word doulos, be a servant. And doulos isn't just a servant. Doulos, it was a slave. Where you are owned by someone. And in that culture, you were owned by someone. And we thank God today that um, through the... Abolition of slavery. Now, modern-day slavery is still happening. We're going to be hearing in March time about a great organisation called Hope for Justice who are trying to release modern-day slavery. So slavery is still existence. But in this context, Paul saying, as Christians, we're under a new ownership because a slave is under an ownership of someone else. And as Christians, we have a new master, Jesus Christ. So we serve Jesus Christ. We're under new, mar- new ownership so we can serve so taking the high road means serving you it means uniting it means seeing the bigger picture and so often when we get hurt I'm not undermining when we get hurt but Jesus taught us to forgive didn't he? he taught us to forgive he says unless you forgive other people neither will my father in heaven forgive you And I'm not talking this morning about taking forgiveness lightly. Because if someone has wronged us in big ways, okay, it's not about letting someone off the hook. It never is. And I thank God that God is a God of forgiveness, but also justice. And God wants to see justice. But when we forgive and we choose to forgive someone if they've wronged us, it's more about releasing the effect they're having on our heart so we can move on in life. Isn't that amazing? So we can do that and where we can, let's keep the unity, keep the big picture unity of the spirit. Let's be united. Let's agree to disagree where we need to. And finally, E, let's esteem other people. Esteeming means to honour, to value, place value on other people. But I want to say this first of all, you cannot value other people unless you value yourself first. You cannot. And if we're honest, some people, sometimes we have low self-esteem. We value ourselves lowly. Jesus said, do unto others as you'd have them do unto yourself. He said about um, loving your neighbour as yourself. Well, you can't love your neighbour, who is my neighbour, it's anyone around us, unless you love yourself. And the fact is that Jesus loves you. God loves you. God loves you so much. As the Bible says, he gave his life. He came to planet Earth. And he chose to die a cruel death. Lived lived a sinless life. So that you and I can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? If he did that for you, it means he has immense value on your life. Start to... Look yourself in the mirror. If you struggle with self esteem sometimes, look yourself in the mirror and speak over your life. Sometimes I look at myself in the mirror. I say, Dave, get myself out of the, out, pick up the, by the boot, bootstraps, you know, come on, we're going to keep going, you know. Speak over your life words of affirmation that God loves you. God loves you. And if God has a value on your life, you can have permission. To put value on your own life but also let's value other people yeah how can we do that well one of the biggest ways we can do that is the smallest ways but has the biggest impact is our mouth we can speak someone you know so often we i I do that many funerals and we say nice things about people um around their coffin but let's not leave it till The death. Let's speak positive. Let's bless other people with our mouths while people are still living, and let's not talk about them. Let's say it to their faces. Do you know what? I love it when you do that. That is amazing, and it really, yeah, I get encouraged when you do that. Let's just choose to be people that speak a blessing to people. There's power that happens. The Bible says there's, there's life and death in the power of the tongue, and whatever you choose, you'll eat of it. Okay, so let's. Big people out let's encourage. Let's put courage into people. Let's esteem people, let's value people. One of the things I, I loved about when I went to the, um, the night shelter on Friday, is that you' just, just having conversation with people, and everyone there that I spoke to were just valuing being there. They were valuing having their meal. They're valuing, um, and it wasn't and one of the ways the guys have set it up is it's not about people who have something looking down. It's kind of on the same level. Humans are human, isn't that amazing? We can value people, place honour on people just by being kind with our words. We can be kind with our, our hands as well. We're giving time, but also kind with our wallet. You know, we, if you've got a, you know, someone's in need, you don't have to blow a trumpet to tell everyone about it, but you can just give them some money. If that's going to help them and bless them. You know, the, the, the fact is, I've said this time and time again, if we've got change in our back pocket, we're part of the world's wealthiest people. We really are. We can help. Diane was saying the other, the other last last week, was it, when um, she was in one of the supermarkets and someone needed a pound for the trolley. She just felt just to give her the pound, no strings attached. Here's a pound. I just want to bless you with a pound. You know, not a lot of money, but it helped that person out at that time. Let's seek to bless people. Let's seek to take the high road. And we can take the high road in our in our serving, in our uniting. And our esteeming of other people. And that has an amazing, powerful effect. I'd like you to consider what would happen if you as an individual in your, in your marriages chose when it came to log heads. Do you know what I'm going to serve? I've said this before. There's diff- we, have, we sometimes give and receive love in different ways. And there's a, a book um, by Chapman about the, f- the, the five love languages. And... Uh, Sometimes Leanne and I would to try and uh, give love to each other in different ways. So Leanne loves to do practical things. So her way of showing me love was by um, uh, doing all the stuff around the house and practical stuff like that. Okay. My love language, one of them, was about affirmation. So when she, so I would love that Leanne to speak positive stuff over me. The problem was we were talking to each other in our own love languages. So Leanne was doing stuff to me to try and encourage me to do some washing up but she'd get a bit annoyed because I'd never be doing the washing up I would then be talking to Leanne oh Leanne I love it when you do this and I love it when you do that hoping that she'd do the same to me but she never would so we were talking different languages like talking German and French and then the the penny dropped maybe we need to love each other in in the other person's love language so now We've got a dishwasher in our house. It's called me. Yay, okay. But, but the effect that has on Leanne is amazing because I'm serving her in her love language. And uh, occasionally Leanne asks me how I am, you know. She's, she's doing well with that. So, but we can serve each other, can't we? And just imagine your marriages and in, in your relationships, if you served each other, if you sought in disagreements to take the higher ground to be united, to see a bigger picture, to keep the unity of the spirit. Imagine if you put value on people in your community, your next door neighbour. Your next door neighbour, you've been asking to turn the volume down, they're not doing it. And instead of just getting irate with them, not talking to them, you start to bless them. You start to be positive towards them. Just imagine the type of community we could build where it's not about me, it's not about my and my own world, but it's about the people around us. And the difference we can make even as a small church, even as a community of believers, even as just an individual in the community, just by serving, uniting, and esteeming others, we can really make a difference. Amen. I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you this morning for everyone here, everyone under the sound of my voice, listening on podcast or in the building today. And I thank you that we can really make a difference because we can follow your example. You made a difference. You started with 12 friends, 12 friends that now have impacted the world globally with countless millions and millions and billions of people that have become Christian since the day that you called 12 people to follow you. Thank you for your selfless example. And I pray that as uh, a group of people today, as individuals, whether we have a relationship with you or not, that we can try to make a difference. And that with your help, that we can serve other people. We can encourage other people. We can esteem other people. And we can keep the unity of the Spirit, even when it's difficult. Thank you that, Lord, many times people spoke badly about you, but you didn't just answer them back. You knew when to keep silent. But thank you that you're also a God of justice, that you've got our back, that you want to watch out for us and, and make right what has been made wrong. Help us when we need to forgive to find the grace and the inner strength to forgive because you want us to. Lord, bless your people today and help us to live a big life, a life that impacts other people. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.